We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday new on curiosity stream i'm james burke i'm going to take you on a journey through time james burke's visionary series returns reimagined for our time now this is all uncharted territory the washington post hails burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the western world the new york times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another where do we want to go from here experience all new connections so what's the next connection with monthly annual and bundled plans find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com all right here we go a little tuesday pga action here at stochastic one o'clock eastern the cadence bank houston open every year it's a new sponsor but it is the Houston Open indeed. We're going to talk a little golf. We're going to talk a little prize picks. And we're going to try to make some money here. I am Ben Razza. That is Jeff Ulrich. We're ready to go. I know it's swing season golf, but the season doesn't stop. There's money to be made, opportunities to be had. And we'll talk a little Mayakoba. How are we doing? There's no, we're talking no NFL, no NBA. So it's, mm. it's a little PGA. It's a little NHL, college basketball. These are the sports that we got to talk about today. That's it, man. And, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of ha- half way excited for this event. It's just because it's a nice change. We've had, you know, yeah. a couple of resort style courses. We get like a real course here in Memorial Park, Houston. You know, it's a longer running uh, event on the course. We still got a, a, some players. I mean, it's like halfway decent field. So I'm always up for some golf, golf betting. Obviously, I know we're like in the thick of things, but Never going to turn my nose at a uh, at a nice little fall series PJ event, especially for the betting in the DFS. So that's right. If if there's golf, we're here. We're breaking it down. There was golf last week. We didn't get shot. You know, oh, it's hard to know what's going on in Mayakoba. What we do know is that did you? Are we going back? To, are we are we rotating here? Did you have Russell Henley? Oh yeah. So okay, I definitely had Russell Henley. I mean, like it. it okay. I, I but I it's one of those wins where. I, I've said every time we've come to these courses, like Mayakoba, Hilton Head, Sony Open, bet Russell Henley, bet Russell Henley. And I really feel like last week, I mean, I bet him for the simple fact that when I went to bet Grillo and Day and my other losers, you look at Russell Henley, was there sitting there at bigger number. And I'm like, I can't not bet Russell Henley at mm-hmm. this course. So he's kind of always going to be a bet. And he's just a bet in perpetuity. I mean, I, I bet Russell Henley big at the Sony Open. He absolutely blew it. I've just been staying on the train and, but I do feel like it was a little bit of a letdown because normally in these spots, I just tell people to hammer Russell Henley. And I didn't really say that last week. Yeah. I didn't even know if you were going to bet him no. to be honest. And that's the thing. Like I, so, you know, like I, I got there. I mean, like it was a great week, but I'm very happy to cash the W, but like, I also feel like I let people down by not, you know, hammering it home one more time. When you get Russell Henley on these courses, eventually this is going to happen. And it did happen. He's the best short iron player in the game. Um, the putting stroke finally looked comfortable. He finally looked like he wasn't going to, the putter wasn't going to explode in his hands. I think that, and and this is this going forward, just last thing on him. Well, it doesn't have to be the last thing, but I think that this is going to be a player who you're going to see win multiple times. He is the best at something on the PGA tour. When you're the best at something that will lift you to heights um, for, you know, 
multiple heights, especially with the, the mix of courses we have like Sony, like, like Hilton head. Um, if he gets comfortable with the putter, it's very accurate off the tee. He's got a good short, good enough short game. We've seen him pop up in majors too. I think he's very live for the players. I, I'm expecting more wins for Russ soon. And I was happy to cash a W, but like I said, I wish I'd hammered home a little bit more like on the show and, and on my picks. So no, there's no doubt about it. And we get into these situations with some of these guys that it's true. Like Cam, it, when you can do one thing at an elite level, you're going to have ebbs and flows. I think s- stability is an issue because sometimes the other parts of your game, when they're really ice cold, it's bad, but it allows you. And then the Sony comp, the Sony comp is real. Yeah. To Mayakoba. There's something about that. Um, so I, I get it. It was fine for me. I needed some guys to hang in. I was a little pissed. And ultimately, it didn't matter. If Sam Ryder would have won, I would have been livid. Because I have been betting Sam Ryder during the entire swing season. Right. And he was flirting with it. It was interesting to see Will Gordon pop up on that board. Yeah. Uh, there, were some, there were some definite names that I wasn't shocked. But at the same time, I took note of seeing them up there. And I think some of them, a couple of them, are in the field this week. Yeah, no, absolutely. Will Gordon was interesting. Uh, Joel Damon continues to to play well. Um, You know, he he feels like, you know, if his putter gets going, I mean, he may be uh, really challenging uh, soon as well. And then we had obviously big rounds from Wise and Scheffler to kind of like backdoor those big weeks. And look, I know Jason Day didn't pan out, but, you know, (laughs) it it was an interesting week for Day. I mean, I really thought I was just like, okay, he's done. Like, this is it. We're putting the brakes on this run. And for him to bounce back after that bad around, that kind of tells me even more than than anything. I mean, I think in that spot, you know, like even over the last couple of years, Day would have just flamed out. But for him to come back with like a 63 or something on the second day, impressive, man. Like, so I don't know. I mean, I'm – like we'll, we'll get to it, but like, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm in on Jason day for the rest of the fall here. Like I'm, you know, we'll, we'll get that right out of the bat off the bat. I think that he's played the RSM and, and maybe this tougher setup, maybe the short game finally picks up this week. We'll see. Typical Jason day, even though it was encouraging, I, I had him in my top 20 tickets. Of course he comes in 21st, just very standard of what we're doing there. One day, I give- one day we're going to catch some Jason. It's unbelievable. Day I don't know when it'll be Ben, but one day we will do that. Uh, you know, it, it's an interesting thing. I'm going to give a quick shout out and he's not here, but Seamus to follow up a win with an, that guy is just good. I think he's a lot better yeah. than people realize. No, I mean, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I was the one who said, I think a couple months ago, like, I just can't get over him not being like a corn fairy tour player. That's why I just never really consider him. But uh, I think especially when you get to these, like those seaside venues that he's just obviously shown a bit of a, a liking towards. Um, he's just, he's just a solid player. Like he's just a solid golfer. We've even shown up, he showed up with some pretty solid results in the majors too. So, and the other thing, I think that Bermuda, Mexico, you know, like that is the other thing we did see some players continue from, from Bermuda as well. So keep that in mind from next year, you know, Brendan Todd obviously did the double one year. Seamus looked like, I mean, that was the player I was most afraid about with uh with Henley that that it was going to be Seamus he's just going to ride that momentum and, and Henley would eventually break down so yeah he's definitely a player who's shown me some this fall definitely going to be giving him a little bit more respect uh in 2023 yeah anything else from Mayakoba not really I mean it, it is what it is like I'm, I'm very happy that we don't have another third like you know resort style course this week I mean 
enough is enough. I mean, it's, you know, the birdies and stuff is great, but if it's a kind of annoying to you when your player's like two under par and he's losing four strokes to the field. So I'm ready for a bit of a suffer fest this week. I think we might get it. So here we go. We're going to Houston cadence bank. As I said, before we do though, got to give a shout out to prize picks. Come on. Now they sponsored this show. I know a lot of you play over there regularly. You see it on the screen. We're going to match that first deposit up to hundred dollars over at prize picks in addition in addition you're going to get one free month of stochastics plus platinum when you sign up and make that deposit the link is in the description it's going to be thrown in chat all that good stuff when you sign up over there you're getting the tools to help you win you're projecting over under stats you can link them up you can get 10 extra entries if you sync that five of five and lofty me we're talking about this in the football show and i know you play over there and do some damage the, the nice thing if you miss one it's not like it's all or nothing you still can make a profit when you're doing that. You know, you still have those opportunities. You go four or five and whatnot at a normal parlay. That's game over. Try again next time. And with these categories, you can mix and match sports. It's a great time of the year for that. I, I think that it's a pretty cool opportunity. And on top of it, again, you want to know with all the tools, you're getting one month that value for free just by signing up and depositing. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Um, great offer. And obviously, you know, like if you are new to prize picks, you haven't tried it. I mean, and I like the fact that they're like some of these obscure sports. I know Ben's into this more than me, but like you can really get into it, find some really easy lines. Oh, yeah. And when you find a line like that that you really like, and I love doing this on prize picks, and you can just build around it, you know, like you you can make three or four parlays. And it's like you said, um, you know, you, you do that, um, you, you build around a core player or find a couple lines that you really like. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of opportunity out there. So I know for golf, we've been, we've been looking at things like greens and rags, fairways hit this week. Obviously those are going to go down the percentage. So, you know, look what they put out early for the golf. Um, we'll see, maybe they, maybe they don't adjust. Maybe they, we have like Mayakoba lines again and and there'll be good fade, good under opportunities, but, um, always stuff like that. Obviously the course in play, we're going to have lower, uh, lower green and regs and and fairways hit this week. So definitely again, prizepicks.com download link in the description let's talk about memorial park we've seen it a couple years i think this is the third year i want to say um third year in a row third year in a row so we have kind of a you know a track record of what you want to do seems like i mean i don't know what does jason coke rack do so it's like let's work backwards Uh, you know it's that type of course what do you see when you break down this event yeah, I mean, we've had Jason Kokrak, Carlos Ortiz, both guys have gained like six strokes. I think Jason Kokrak gained eight just strokes. Just a joke. It's just, it's a jo- I mean, his whole, that whole run by Kokrak just ruined me, by the way. I mean, that's a player I could never get behind. But he's, anyways, he's what does banished. he do? <laughs> what does he do, Ben? He kills it off the tee. I mean, he does. Yes. He's a big hitter. He gained a couple strokes off the tee here. Um, certainly, it's a long par 70. I mean, over 7,400 yards in length. And I really think the course translates well to, to longer courses like that. I think Copperhead is a great comparison. Um, one thing those courses have in common, they have far, five par threes. Um, they play on the tougher side. Well, I mean, Memorial Park is like one easy par three, but the rest are pretty tough. Three par fives in play as well. You really need to get your scoring done on the par fives, which I think gives, you know, a little bit, again, just the stronger off the tee players here. You don't have to be super long. Like Ortiz isn't super long, but he was, he was consistent the week he won. And then he kind of lit it up around the greens and with the putter. So I don't know. It, it, it's a kind of a, been a weird couple of years. I think part of the reason why we've had these winners too, is it's, it's a fall series event. Mm-hmm. I think that if this was like 
a more high profile event, you'd probably see players, you know, maybe like a, an, an inform like Scotty Scheffler come and just like gain like 13 strokes tee to green and just light it up and kind of everywhere and win. But because it's fall series, I think you get some of these mid-tier players lighting it up with the putter and it skews the stats a bit. I, I think Memorial Park, you want strong tee to green players. You don't have to be killer off the tee, but you got to be somewhat consistent. And then, you know, you, you've got to be able to handle yourselves around the greens. I think that's another thing. So um, it's just one of those events where I think you're going to see some players who maybe didn't really get it done or haven't been playing that well, potentially pop up here because, you know, much like kind of Keegan did, I mean, these, these strong tee to green players like Keegan in Japan, I'm talking about these strong tee to green players tend to like these courses better. And there's kind of a group of players I got my, my eye on here. So uh, lots of long to mid iron approaches, you know, got to be con somewhat consistent off the tee to put yourself in decent position. And then you got to be prepared to, to scramble a little too. Let's start at the top then, because there are some big names here. You mentioned Scott Scheffler. He's here. Sam Burns, when you were talking, seems like kind of what he does. So like Bermuda yeah. could score. Uh, he's got abilities. Tony Finau was obviously not in form, but he did get some reps. You've got Hideki, and then you've got Henley, who won last week. Where do you go? Is it a double up north of 10? How do you approach kind of that first five? I mean, yeah, I think that the double up approach is, is pretty solid uh, this week. I mean, like I said, you know, these, these players, Scheffler, Finau, Burns, I mean, they like these courses. I mean, th these elite players like to come to these courses. I mean, there's a reason Sam Burns always shows up at the Valspar. And by the way, Sam Burns, that Valspar connection obviously won there twice, but he's, he's popped up with top tens, I think twice at Memorial Park already in two years. So clearly does not mind this kind of venue. Um, Scheffler, obviously second year last year. And, and Tony Finau maybe doesn't have the, the track record at Memorial Park because I think he's only played here once, but he showed up at the Valspar with, I think, two top fives. So all three of these players, to me, very, very like likely here to, to put in big weeks. Um, and that's kind of what we've seen from this event. Like we haven't had like a Dustin Johnson winner or Kepka, but those guys have been in the mix. I think it's a great week to start with two of them. And I also think like if you're ranking these players, I'm absolutely fine starting with Finau. Um, I know he's coming off the missed cut, but like, I mean, it's just those resort style courses. I it's mean, on like, the number is on the number. Exactly. I mean, it, we're talking about like a couple missed 10 footers here, like, and then Finau makes the weekend. He shoots like 63 on Sunday and he's like T10 up there with Scheffler and everyone plays him this week. Now projecting for under 5% ownership yep. on stochastic guys. Again, like that's a freebie, but those those ownership projections so valuable for if you're gonna if you're looking at trying to get in the free week or whatever for the site. I mean, that is huge leverage we're talking about. I mean, I like the setup for Scheffler. I know he's from Texas. I know he shot 62 or whatever on Sunday, but like Finau mashes these courses, you know, like Farmers, Colonial, uh, Valero, TPC San Antonio. He's a top five machine at these places. I think you take the discount. I like him the most of these three. Yeah, I, listen, I have no pushback there. Uh, it seems like you way more than me. You may have timed this right. Wait on Finau last week and now jump on when people are saying, oh, he's not in form. And again, I can't speak enough to how arbitrary when you're around the cut line in fields like this, what can happen? Guys, Jason Day, I mean, he rallied and he played well and it's very encouraging. If he finishes at three and he's cut, so, ah, Jason, like, what a waste. What, you know, he's not in form. And I think with a guy like Finau, are we really worried about where his game is? Like, I, I am not. No. Uh, I do want to ask you specifically, though, because you mentioned that you think Russell Henley can keep it going. 
Do you mean keep it going right now, or is it just a name to keep? Because obviously he's priced to the premium right now. It, he is definitely the most interesting play. He was top 10 here last year too. And, you know, like there's cold weather on the weekend, and this course is long for Russ. But, like, if that cold weather picks up and the wind, and the winning score is like seven under, I mean, a guy with, like, great iron play, he's not going to get in trouble off the tee. I mean, I, I really do think like you could you could potentially see a back-to-back scenario. Is it is it likely? Like, I don't think this is the ideal setup for Russ, but he's won in Houston before. He he definitely. Perfect. I mean, look, this is a player who went off in the final group of a U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, like in 2021. He can handle himself on on longer courses because again, he's got that elite skill set where, okay. Like, you know, he, he's 20 yards back off the tee, but his long iron game is, is absolutely fine. His around the green game isn't going to hurt him. And now he's confident with the putter. I mean, I think that, like, for a tournament play, I'd rather go down to him than Matsuyama this week. And I, I don't think many people are going to look at Russ, to be honest. I mean, 10K is a lot to pay. It's obviously paying up for low ownership. But um, that, to me, is like... Like, I think I'd rather play him than Wise, to be honest. Uh, I mean, nothing against Aaron Wise. You know, I I like Aaron Wise. I I just, I don't know. I I, I think there's opportunity there with Russ. I I may even just sprinkle him just from a a betting perspective, just maybe just as a sacrifice for, for him finally breaking through. But I would not be shocked if things get a little wild on the weekend and the scoring is like really tough. If he just hangs in there and maybe just puts in a final round because like I said, the confidence, this guy, it should just be flowing for this guy uh, after breaking through after so many disappointments. So I will say this in the betting markets, and I'm the biggest Aaron Wise fan out there. I don't think that Aaron Wise is more likely to win the tournament than Russell Henley. I don't. Yeah. Like, and, and that's, that's, I agree. Like, I think Wise has a great shot to be like T15 again, but yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, like his, you know, he's, he's got a few weaknesses still like he's not the greatest around the green i'm not even sure if we want to take him on tougher courses he's okay but um you know his only win came at like 22 23 under par so um i kind of liked him more last week i'm not i'm not out out on him but you know he's his price hasn't come down everyone's i think everyone's going to gravitate towards him because he's under 10k for dfs i think taking the shot with henley uh is with the lower owned should be lower owned henley uh and bigger fields is good Let's talk about this next range, though, starting with Aaron Wise, 9,900. Taylor Montgomery is a machine. Uh, Jason Day, Maverick Thigala, McCarthy, Grio, and Dahman. I got to start with Taylor Montgomery because I I really don't understand what's (laughs) going on. But it's also – I don't know if I'm kind of, uh, like, boxing myself in or trying to rationalize it. He's He's – paying off but he's not killing you if you're not playing him at the same time you know what i mean like he's a nice piece but i haven't run into a week lately where it's like well no taylor montgomery i can log out (laughs) it's but how good is he i mean i i I mean like this guy from a putting perspective might be the best putter like in the world i mean like not ever not not being facetious at all i mean we're, we're we joke about it but like you are correct from DFS standpoint. And, and the reason is like, he's been priced up, right? Yeah. Like, like he's 9,700, right? You basically need him to win the tournament or finish like runner up at this point. I mean, for him to like really, really pay off. So um, at the same time, like, I, I just, I don't know what to do either here. I mean, 
I think there's an argument where you could just start betting him like every week because it, it does feel like, you know, eventually like this dude is just going to sink every single putt and, and just win. But I haven't been playing him either. I haven't been betting him quite frankly. I've just been not paying attention because he just finishes T10 every week and he's just there, but he's never really in contention either. So it's very strange what he's doing in a lot of ways. Um, I'm, I'm prone to just say with these guys, like that I don't know enough about, or we don't have a big sample. You just fade them when they get up here, you're basically buying the top. And I, I still feel that way. I do think that this is a player who is, is like, is good though. I mean, I, I think he's going to win at some point, but I just don't want to buy in right now. I mean, I, I want to wait. I want to wait. I want to see him miss a cut, maybe even two cuts and then come back like in the, in the early or like winter or like spring. And then we can start betting him maybe at decent numbers again. But right now, um, I'm just out. I'm, I'm just going to pretend he's not there. Uh, I'm, and because, again, I'm going to burn money with Jason Day. So I, I hear you. I, I just think it's pretty simple for me. I think it's more likely that he is maximizing or running unsustainably good than there was, he's even you, better than this. Did you see the, the, um, the, the, the video? It was floating around Twitter, and I can't remember who tweeted it out. But he was like in a World Series of putting contests like this is like five or six years ago and he was just like he's like yeah i turned a hundred dollars and like a hundred thousand dollars or something Maybe i'm like okay this uh this explains a little bit i mean so well uh, that is good to know no joke just because with these guys i've seen this time and time again they come out four or five tournaments you look and right. you say oh this guy's an elite whatever he's doing good at the time and then when you zoom out two years later you're like wow that guy actually wasn't good at that Right. It's pretty clear that this guy is an unbelievable putter, but I honestly have to ask, is anybody this good at putting? Like, I don't know if you can be this good for, for a sustained period. Like he's not just the best putter in the world. If he kept this up, he would be by far the best putter ever. Yeah, no, it's a good point. And you know, he hasn't seen every track on the PGA either. Like, you know, we've, we've, we've kind of had like a, I mean, we've had a big mix, but I think eventually like, you know, the, the inexperience may also get catch up to him. Maybe this week too. I mean, this is a, obviously a little bit of a different setup as well. So, but yeah, um, I, I think the putting again, like this is again, nuts. we'll, we'll catch him on a slow week or two and, and hopefully he'll, he'll not burn out, but just like, you know, regress a little bit and then maybe we can start liking, but yeah, that I, I like you, when I saw that, I was like, okay, this actually explains something because this guy is like an elite elite putter. Obviously he's been doing this, not just to, to support his golf game, but to like actually winning money, just putting. So um, anyone who does that clearly just very good at that, that, uh, that part of the game, which is good to know. I mean, you know, we can, we can put him in the pool of elite putters now, I think comfortably and, yes. uh, and go from there. So he's never, I mean, of events where we have the strokes gain data, his worst ever putting was plus 4.8. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, so we'll see. That's absurd. Yeah. It, that's not sustainable in any fashion. Jason day. I'm in, this is where I think it's very interesting. Maverick, Thigala, Danny McCarthy, who's a great putter in his own right. Grio and Domin, Grio and Domin, I think profile is similar. Thigala and Mav, probably the leverage, possibly tournament plays. Do you see a preference? I like Thigala a lot this week. Um, I do. And that's a good, yeah, bet. I'm always going to 
play. Well, not always going to, but I definitely prefer Thigal over Maverick. Um, McNeely is another elite putter, right? Like, like who's just kind of putting out of his mind right now. And that's fine. If those guys beat me with the putter though, like I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm just not. Uh, I think Thigal has the type of all around game where, you know, just looking back and doing some research this week, where is this guy popped up? Like T7 Copperhead, T5 Muirfield Village, starting to get a vibe here. And even like Narashino, I mean, you know, shooting that 63, whatever he had, he's 10, 10 under on the weekend there. That was a tough setup, man. I, and I think it's it's semi-comparable to this week as well. A little bit of a tree-line course, um, trickier greens as well. I think this is the type of course where we want to target Sahith at. And um, I'm quite happy to take 35, 40 to 1 in the betting. I think he's a great leverage player. I'm glad that he didn't play last couple of weeks coming in rested that that CJ cup result. Everyone who came over from Japan, Ricky Keegan, like everyone who's in contention in Japan, just bombed that week. So that you can just cross that one off. I think is a good setup. This is a player who everyone at the start of the fall swing was like, we got to bet the gal. We got to get on him. Here's your chance. He's at a veil, a very, very bettable number. It doesn't seem like he's going to be highly owned. I think this is the, the type of setup. He's just got a good, he's just good, kind of good at everything. He doesn't do everything, anything like particularly great, but I think he's he's got that ability to spike around the greens a little bit. The putter can certainly heat up. He's not going to kill us off the tee. And I think he likes these tougher challenges. I love the 40, 40 to one is a great number. Like Maverick is almost half that. Sorry, yeah. don't, don't really understand that. I get it. I'll even throw, and again, you're trying to look for things, but even travelers, there's elements of there that I can I can look to and I can say, okay, I like what he's done there. Obviously, the greens complexes are a lot different, but TPC River Highlands, there, there's some attributes there that I think could play a role here as well. So uh, I don't know what to do with McCarthy. I'm kind of indifferent. Certainly on board with Grio as always, just he's playing good golf. Regressed a little bit, but that's, honestly, that's another player where I almost think you should like you can. I may just start betting Grio every macro week. bet. Yeah, honestly, there, there are guys like that because you don't know when, but you kind of know. I mean, I think Figula is in a different category. It's certainly someone you can macro bet and at, say, is he going to win in the next two years? I mean, at forty to one, you got to be right before twenty twenty five, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> Last question, and then we can move on. Do you anticipate starting in the nines with like Start? day? Like day Thiegel Agrio. Uh, I, I don't think I, I don't think that's a good idea this week. <laughs> I think it's a lot worse this week. I really trust yeah. the win equity up top. Yeah, I do too. Uh, agreed. Like, I mean, that, that's the one thing, like we didn't really talk about it off the top. The, the one I'm, I'm very scared of Scheffler just getting to like 50 and under and just like, okay. Good night, everybody. Like, <laughs> have fun with your bets on like the forty to one dudes this week. You know, I that 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 legitimately scares me this week. And at the same time, I mean, there's opportunity. I'm glad Scheffler's in the field, getting bigger numbers on everyone this week. Like Finau is very bettable at sixteen to one, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I don't think you should fade the ten k guys at all. Um, if anything, you should be looking to take the other approach and doubling up there. AK is Neesmith, Norin, Putnam, Davis, Riley. It starts to drop off a little bit. Noren did not do what I wanted him to do last week. He wasn't terrible either. Is there a name? I mean, it's a pretty small range. Like for the AKs, normally there's like 400 guys. There's like 10 guys in the eights this week. Yeah. And like none of them are 
I mean, there, I kind of like, I don't hate anyone in this range. I mean, I think that you can, you can kind of mix and match here and pick your poison. I mean, um, obviously Siwoo kind of been playing well since the president's cup. Noren actually is projecting pretty strong on the site, which is interesting. Um, again, like we, we talked about him liking easier courses, but he's still got that elite, like around the green and putting. And I mean, you know, again, much like Henley, if this just turns into like a bit of a suffer fest on the weekend, I mean, and Noren is there, that's going to be interesting. So I, I really don't hate targeting him. You should get pretty low ownership here. I think, you know, the, the trendy thing to do will be target guys with a little bit of length off the tee. That is not Alex Noren, but he can certainly still hang on longer golf courses. Um, what his like absolute win equity is here. It's, it's not high, but it's for DFS. I mean, we'd be just maybe talking about a guy who grinds out a top 20 here. Um, I, a lot of the same things I said about the gala, like about Davis Riley, um, you know, already popped in Texas at the colonial should have won that event. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday new on curiosity stream i'm james burke i'm going to take you on a journey through time james burke's visionary series returns reimagined for our time now this is all uncharted territory the washington post hails burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the western world the new york times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another where do we want to go from here experience all new connections so what's the next connection with monthly annual and bundled plans find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com valspar connection had a pretty decent week last week so i'm in i mean you know he'll be higher owned i think for dfs there's probably more argument you could go off him or something, but you know, got him at 60 to one on the betting card early in the week. Feel good about that. And then again, I have a lot of interest in Adam Hadwin here too. Um, top 10 in tech. He's top 10 multiple times in Texas, colonial TPC, San Antonio handles long golf courses. Well, only win came at the Valspar. He's putting well too. I mean, like in a lot of ways, I think with Hadwin, you're kind of getting like the cheaper version of like a Maverick McNeely. I mean, it's made seven straight cuts. I think he's a player very capable of, of popping for a top 10 here. Don't forget which, which major did he to- actually top 10 at this year? I had forgot about that this week, but it's T7 at the U S open. That is surprising. Yeah. I, I, this is a weird range. Like you've got a, I'm not going to say people don't, but like when Neesmith leads off the range, it was like, wow, really? No, he was on super fire. We haven't seen him in a little bit. Guy was playing out of his mind. He was third at Valspar. I get it. I think it's a little premium. And then I struggle at the bottom. Munoz, Mitchell, and Moore. Three names to me more on the outside looking in, but I think for tournaments, these are the type of leverages if you're looking to change it up. I think I'd go with Taylor Moore, but he's someone I'm having trouble even knowing how good he really is. Yeah, I agree. Um, and again, like I'll, you know, a little, little bit of insight, like, projections definitely have have Mitchell as like a strong value this week on the site. Um, and I don't mind it. I mean, that's the other thing about this event. I we kind of mentioned off the top, but like, this is such a drastic change in course. I think you will see a player like Keith Mitchell is very good off the tee, 
Uh, he struggled a little bit over his last couple events. I, I, I think it was maybe a little bit around the greens or with the putter, but the, the off the tee is always there with Keith Mitchell. And, you know, he's a pretty, he's actually turned into a pretty good like putter and around the green player. So it fits the skill set of guys like Kokrak. And what we've, what we did see with like Kokrak and Ortiz, they had similar lead ups where I think Kokrak played twice that fall. He missed a cut and was like T50. And Ortiz didn't have like a top 30 to his credit on the fall. But then they both popped up because they weren't playing terribly and they had pretty good skill sets. And I think Mitchell's very similar. So 8,100, like I like that as, as a value. He's not projecting with big ownership, really don't have, um, again, like we know more about Keith Mitchell than we do. I don't mind more either, but yeah, uh, I trust the, the Mitchell play just a little bit more. You know, it's funny too, because this is something I don't know if I need to point it out, but I will. And I, I can't really think of any other sport. Maybe I'm missing like an obvious one, but every other sport, Whatever you play, you you repeat it over and over for the games. Golf's the only sport that I can think of where, like, week to week, it's just different because you are actually playing at different venues. And it's just – we look at recent form, but it's not like they're playing the same chorus or the same field over and over. And it's just such a, a different thing than, you know, the NBA or the NHL where, yeah, you're playing different teams, but you're not playing on a court that has different dimensions or something where it's like, Oh, well, there are three point specialists and they played on a three point, you know, course that allows you to do that. And I think with golf, we get lost there. You shouldn't, unless you're an elite player, you shouldn't have consistent results. If the courses week to week are drastically different, why would you? Absolutely. And, you know, like, again, some of these courses are going to bring in like all different types of players and give them a chance. And some of the courses like the one we're getting this week, I think really start to separate and really give like the higher win equity to certain types of players and just, you know, the bigger ceilings to certain types of players. And I think Keith Mitchell is, is like one of those players that potentially benefits. So. Yeah. I mean, listen, we we've seen Keith Mitchell. I mean, guys gotten it done. I'll still never understand how he won Honda, but he did. <laughs> I was, uh, I remember it well. All right, let's keep going down. We're gonna we got plenty more golfers to get to, but I did talk about some of these guys in the sevens earlier in the show. I mentioned that Will Gordon played really well. Patrick Rogers has been coming up a lot. Lee Hodges, Burmeister chat pointed out he's making cuts. This is a, a really big range. I mean, there's yeah. what 40 guys in the sevens, so you have multiple pivots at each price point. How do you sort through and who stood out when you did it? Yeah. And this range is interesting because, and again, can't mention it enough ownership projections over on stochastic guys really going to help you sort through a range like Huge. this, but there's multiple players in this range who really fit the kind of skill set that I think you're looking for. Will Gordon being one of them good off the tee elite putter at times. Anyways, a good spike putter. We'll call him that Burmeister. Exactly the same. Just bombs it off the tee. These are kind of the Jason Kokrak archetypes you know um and and then you've got a guy though who i actually really like this week and i'm probably gonna bet him after the show i think it's gonna be my last ad Wyndham clark at 7900 um exact same type of player what do we know about Wyndham clark gained five strokes last time out cj cup off the tee hits it big he is uh he's another player who just you know with that putter he can really get in form you know maybe we won't put him in the taylor montgomery world series of putting champion <laughs> category but he's he's good you know we can we can get the five strokes game putting weeks out of Wyndham Clark he's really gotten himself in contention numerous times I think eventually like again much like Henley with the irons I don't think Clark is quite as high end 
but he's very good off the tee and very good with the putter. And that will probably translate to something good in the end. So it's a good setup for him. Uh, you know, you get, we'll say half ownership again, you can have to go check out stochastic to really see the ownership projections on these guys, but he's a good leverage play in this range for me. And I like the betting number. I do want to ask you, cause I couldn't agree more. You've kind of crafted out a profile of guys that are strong off the tee and can sync up a putter. Your boy, Patrick Rogers is there. And that is kind of what he does. He's playing pretty well. Is there something about him that deters you or is he in that conversation at 50 to one and sub eight K? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I have like Patrick Rogers fatigue, probably like I had Russell Henley fatigue. So it's like, I talk about him so much. Maybe I'm just tired talking about him, but yeah, no, you can, I mean, we can put him in the same category. There's, there's no question. And like, I mean, he's, he, he's playing well. I mean, there, there's really nothing to say. It's just, I've just seen this from Rogers so many times where Correct. he puts together a couple good results and it's like, Oh, like 74, 71. And like, we're missing the cut. So I guess my only thing with Rogers this week and look, I, I may even just like throw a bet on him because he, he's someone I just like to bet live because I, I want to catch him when the putter gets hot and eventually he breaks through. But, um, you know, where is he trending with ownership? It's a little bit higher. And I think that's why I gravitate to Clark. You probably just get better leverage for DFS. Um, I li- also just like the fact that Clark was really positive ball striking his last outing. So I slightly lean Wyndham, but like those are, these are two pretty similar type of players we're talking about. Like there's not much between them. They do pretty much everything very the same. So maybe use both of them and then you fade the guys underneath who are cheaper, like Burmeester and, and Gordon. I wouldn't have a problem with that. I think, I think both Clark and Rogers are fine. Um, absolutely. And I think, I think they're kind of both live to win this event, to be honest. Um, I really do think like a, a profile like that. Um, if these guys putt well enough, it'll make up potentially because we do have, we still have like a thin top of the field. We got good players, but there's only a few of them here. And if, if they don't quite show up with their a plus game, then um, you know, one of these guys could get a sneaky W. Uh, I like this range a lot. Tournament centric. I think Rogers is pretty safe. He's playing good golf. Now I'm getting a little more dangerous, but I do like this on the bounce back. This guy was 11th, two straight years here. He has the right temperament. He's got the right game profile. He did not play well last week. He hasn't been really playing well, but he comes out of nowhere. I think that Adam Long is a little interesting. He's strong off the tee. He's a really good putter, and he seems to like this course. He's been really good on the greens here. He actually hasn't been strong off the tee, but he's gotten away with it at Houston. If you're looking for a dark horse, a guy that no one's talking about off the miscut, especially at a course that he's liked in, you know, Mayakoba, Adam Long for a bounce back here, 7,300, 7,400. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, th- I mean, Adam Long to me is just one of those players who's like always in play because he just, he seems to just get so hot with his, it's really his irons and his putter usually, but he kind of just gets hot where he's just doing everything well. And um, yeah, I, I don't have any pushback there. I mean, I would probably rather take a shot with him. This range doesn't have anyone that like super sticks out where we say, oh yeah, you know, like, I don't, I don't think the field is going to gravitate towards anyone either. Also, Grayson Sig is actually withdrawn from the tournament. So that's yeah. a bit, little bit of a note. Um, last I saw anyways. So, and it's not updated yet on DraftKings. They usually update it pretty quick, but. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I don't see it, but okay. Sig, oh no, Sig's it's there. there. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm not updated. That's, I just probably need to re- reload my browser. This thing's probably been open since Monday morning. So <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there he is. Now he's got the out. Um, yeah. So Adam Long. 
uh, absolutely fine. Again, like I think people look at Straka, maybe Justin Lauer. Um, that guy's sure a putting god too. Yeah, that's another dude. I mean, my good, good lord, like, but uh, Long's fine. I mean, again, I don't, you know, my my my, my play in this range was to think about going down to loop lists. So, um, which is good setup for him. I mean, again, the strong TD green player showing some stuff around the greens, but like, my God, the putter has been a disaster. So banking on a, a Lucas putting rebound oh, uh, always makes for an interesting week. But I do think that if you're going to do it again with the, with the huge change in courses we've been getting, it's, it's not the worst play in the world. Yeah. I mean, this is where you got to know what you're getting into the miscut equity as we get lower is really elevated. Even a guy like, and I don't know much about this. I think there is a chance that Davis Thompson turns out to be pretty damn good. And we, right. we haven't seen him a ton when we saw him last, it was at Triners and he looked good. He was top 10 at Fortnite. You're kind of buying blind talent. I'm, I'm not sure there's much more to say to that in a range that's devoid of it in some regards. You got it. I'm not drawn to these names, but I do want to mention them. You just have names. Cam Champ, Justin Rose, Molinari is down here. Woodland is flat seven. Yeah. Molinax is flat seven. I mean, these are names that at least have to be considered. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm, I'm taking a shot with a couple of players here. I mean, I, I do think Davis Thompson, it's probably, he's probably, it sounds so weird because of the names that we have underneath him. Like these, I mean, these are like major winners, like two-time PGA winners, but like Davis Thompson is probably the safest play. It's crazy, you know, it's right? And under, right? I mean, he he looks like, a, like you said, he's really good off the tee. He just looks like a player. I mean, I actually trust what I've seen from him more than other, some of these other guys that we've been talking about. So I don't have a problem just gravitating to that. But um, I, I think, again, like I come back to this, this is such a drastic change in venue. I think that like, that's why I brought up List and it's why I'm, I bet Gary Woodland this week and I hate myself for doing it. Cause I said, I'd stop, but he's 110 to one. I got him at. And at that point, it's just like, he's still top 20 in strokes gain T to green and approach stats over the last 50 rounds. It's just all around the greens and putting that's it. He eventually this guy has to figure it out again. I mean, he has to, it, it just doesn't seem like there's really anything wrong with the long game necessarily. You know, T6 at TPC San Antonio early in the season. I think it's fine to take a shot with him this week. It's like you said, the missed cut equity is weirdly high with these guys who are, we traditionally know as good players, but I think you're going to see at least a couple of these dudes really pop up. And uh, if they make the weekend, you know, grind out good weeks. It's that time of the show. Uh, One, I'll ask for some likes. I know it's only the rider dies with us in swing season. That's all right. You want to support us hit the like button for sure subscribe to this channel and always check out odd shopper as well but it's the portion of the show where i ask you about steven yeager who just uh, he's starting to slowly go into the bucket for me of guys that i never ever ever will get paid off on but it's still early should i not be deterred i don't think this is the best course for him on top of everything else so like, yes and no. I mean, wh- where did Yager actually have like one of his best results this year? It's funny. It was at um, TPC Ponomac, which is like another pretty tough par 70. Um, I know he was like fifth at the Rocket Mortgage. He was actually sick. Okay, so his best was the Rocket Mortgage. His second best was, was Wells Fargo. He was sixth there. Gained five strokes on approach f- or four and a half strokes around the green. 
I mean, I think in a lot of ways, like his around the green, just the way he dominates. I mean, I think that this actually isn't a bad spot to take a shot with him. Um, Maybe this is like where I should be taking shots with him rather than, you know, the easier courses. I don't know. Um, You don't have to play him this week. It's fine. I bet him at 150 to one, the number, which is so much bigger than we've seen. And when you get to that range again, like I just rather take a shot on a dude who I know has that ability to pop in a certain part of his game. Much like we talked about with some of these other dudes, Yager might be the best short game player in this field, if not top five in the world. So I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Um, he's an absolutely high variance play, um, but he has shown a propensity for handling tougher courses like pretty well. So um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, who else I've... are we going to play down here too? Like I'm not playing Knox, Streelman. No. no. Mullinex is interesting. Absolutely. That's that's a player I could get behind. Yeah, my Monax has the the profile of what I'd want in theory. Um yeah, I don't even know who this guy is. I clicked on the wrong guy. Oh man. Knox, Bo Hostler. What has Dylan Fratelli been up to? I mean, just is he even in the field? He is. He's what about Lipsky? Yeah, Lipsky was good last week. He was. I still don't know exactly. He, I mean, he strikes me as someone that struggles with the putter, but I don't, I don't have a ton of like insight into where, if you told me like David Lipsky, he has to play around for his, your life. Where would you put him on a course? I'm not sure what my answer would be. Yeah. It would probably be more like last week than this week. I would agree. Yeah. Played really well in Mexico earlier in the year too, which was kind of, it was actually a longer course, but it was also like fairly easy. Like he wasn't getting stressed out around the greens. That's my only thing with him. Like I I like him as a player. He's he's a winner over in Europe. Like he's, he, he, when his irons get going, he can really dial it up. And he's, he's not just good with like the short irons. He's not a big hitter, but like he can get those long irons going. And I think that's kind of why he's okay on longer courses. So, I mean, if, if he played okay this week, I wouldn't be overly shocked. Just riding the recent form there. I mean, again, I'm talking about like, you know, Yager here or, or Jaeger and and like, you know, like we got Willett down here. I mean, Willett is actually kind of interesting. He's got that good short game too. But I mean, there is, I don't have a guy here down here where it's like, you know, I have a big lean to, I'm going to take a shot with Woodland because of the fact that I think this is just a, a good setup for him and, at some point, you know, if that around the green game clicks, I just think we're in for a big week. But if you just want to ride the momentum with Willett, maybe even Lipsky, like I, I think that's fine too. Um, I don't really have a hard take on anyone else here other than those guys. So I get it. It's a low opportunity cost in the low sevens. All right. We're going to get to the 6K range. Before we do, I mentioned earlier in the show, to sign up for prize picks. And I strongly believe that. But the truth of the matter, there are some states that don't have prize picks because they have legal sports betting. We haven't forgotten about you. Bet MGM has got you covered. Again, the link is there. And this, when you sign up and register and deposit at Bet MGM Sportsbook, you're going to get the risk-free bet that they always offer. You're going to get two free months of Stochastic Plus Platinum on top of that. Those are all the tools that we've been referencing for PGA, NFL, NBA, college sport, everything that you want for two months, the Stochastic Plus Platinum Plus, everything for M- Bet MGM. 
you sign up and you use that link. Tyler, if you can, throw it in chat for me, my man. And then you make your money on the betting side and you get all the tools for two months. Just the two months, it's worth its weight in gold. So it's very, very simple. Follow those instructions. If your state doesn't have prize picks, it's very, there it is. Look at that, bet MGM promo. So I can't say enough about that. We've got you covered no matter where you live. God. Oh, Sam Ryder withdrew. Okay. One less guy. Hadley. <laughs> Ryan Palmer. I gave a close look to him. Benny on is here. EVR in theory. This would be a spot, but he's EVR and I don't know. Um, you mentioned for Telly. Marty Do. Mm, I'm telling you, this guy, good driver of the ball. This is a good course for him. What do you see in the upper sixes? Yeah, I'm kind of with you going back to, uh, I'm not even sure I pronounces his actual name, but Marty do here. Um, like you said, I mean, been driving it really, really consistently off the tee. And I think like, you know, even just looking at his results, I mean, like the nationwide, uh, you know, like, like the children's hospital, that was a bit of a tougher course. Um, his win on the corn ferry did not come at like a birdie fest. It was actually one of the tougher courses there too. I think this is potentially where you want to start targeting Marty do because he's, he's just very consistent off the tee. Um, and that's kind of the, the strength of his game and, and the rest should flow from that on a bit of a tougher setup. So a little bit of risk, but I mean, like we're into the six K range here. Um, you know, we're talking about like, you know, Eric Van Royen potentially being like the highest upside play. And I, I do think there's some credit to that. I actually don't have a problem with it. Again, it, it's kind of like the Fina argument. I don't really care that he missed the cut basically on the number last week. It was on the number. Um, he could have easily just popped for like a 64 on the weekend and, and like everyone would be like, Oh, 6,800, we got to play EVR here. So um, I, I actually like both those guys that that is pretty much who I had circled here when we were, we were getting ready to talk. I'm not sure what's going on with Benny. He's really not hitting the, his irons that well. I don't trust him on this course uh, right now. Svensson is kind of gone in the gutter waiting yeah. for that guy to, he, he had a really nice run, but he's we'll wait till next year. Maybe he pops up at the Sony or something. Scott Piercing can go to hell uh, for dropping us at the Bermuda where I fucking used him everywhere and bet him everywhere. And then he obviously had a decent week last week. So that well, wasn't that good, Typical. but whatever. He's still top 40. If he had top 40 last week. But anyways, enough about Scott Piercy. That was enough. Uh, the one guy, another guy down here, I don't mind going back to Austin Smotherman. Um, huh? He had a double bogey on like his second to last hole uh, on Friday. He just hit it like a bad drive. And that's why he missed the cut. He's still trending really well tee to green. Uh, I think he bounces back here easy. S Smotherman to me is like this. He's the safe play again down here. Kind of like Davis Thompson to me is like the good play in the 7,300 range. Who is Johannes Veerman? Uh, yes. Who is this dude? So he obviously plays. Uh, they say, I mean, I, I'm looking at the flag on DraftKings. They say he's American. He, he is, clearly yeah. plays. He clearly plays in Europe. Seems like he's playing pretty good. Right. Okay. Yes. Veerman plays over in Europe. I was trying to think about him on the Corn Ferry, and that's why I I can't. Yeah, he's been on the, the Euro Tour for a while. Um, I'm just trying to figure out if he if he's won or where he's won, but I don't I don't know if he's actually ever break broken through. He has been there here. for a bit. He's been on the Euro Tour grinding for a bit. Yeah, he did win. Oh. Czech Masters in 2021. That's okay. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know about his profile as a player because I, I just can't remember. But yeah, he's definitely been on the Euro Tour for like multiple seasons now. Um, 
I didn't even realize he's in the field there. Okay. That's I'm, interesting. I mean, kind of like, um, you know, the, the Arnest play from last week. I mean, these guys just popping up here in the fall season, something to take note of. Um, that's yeah, a true I, one percenter that I think you could at least look at. I mean, absolutely. Like, you know, when, when we're talking about guys like, like Marty does fine. Um, but I don't know if what his actual upside is. I mean, you may, you could even say that like a guy like Beerman, I mean, he's, he's, he's won over in fields against Europe. Uh, you know, sometimes you get tougher fields there. I don't mind it. I mean, he's definitely a bit more of a mature golfer, probably going to be able to handle these tougher golf courses better. So yeah, it's a good call. Opposite of that is again, a name that we've seen a little uh, for the swing season. And we saw a flash of it, just a flash at Shriners. Harry Hall is someone that I think that you may not want to play, but I think this is a guy to bank some information on his key profiles from what I can see, like this would be a decent setup talent wise. He looks better than most of the guys that he's neighboring in the price range. I just don't know if I need to play Harry Hall right now. Yeah. Your thoughts echo mine specifically when I got down here, you know, my brain started to go on fire here, but his name definitely like, you know, that's kind of where I stopped him and him and Glickick actually a little bit, Uh, although he's, he's kind of gone in the can, but again, like, you know, I'm, I'm bringing up guys like Woodland who similar kind of missed cut streak. It wouldn't overly shock me if this is kind of where like, you know, he, he popped up again. So, uh, but I like the Harry Hall call as well. Um, he's really big off the tee, uh, just a good driver, of the golf ball, you know, the fact he, he struggled a little bit on, on a shorter technical setup to start in, in my COVID, not shocking. He backed it up with a 68. So not a big deal there. Um, Shriners, he was good. Uh, I believe he had some connection to that course as well. So again, like corn Ferry tour championship, you know, decent field top, top result there. Um, even just looking at his results from the corn Ferry, tended to seem to, to gravitate towards these tougher setups better. So if I'm going in this range, I mean, I, I you know, you, you could certainly look to take a shot with a, a guy we've seen before and like a, a doc Redmond or something. Don't play Danny Lee, please. No. Um, but you know, Harry Hall is, is the guy who stands out. I mean, oh, Zach Johnson's here. That's great. Didn't know that. Truly didn't know that. Like, Terrific. I don't think he's the answer. There's not much, you know, there, not to there, go on a tangent because we only got a couple minutes left. There was a time where I thought that Doc Redman was on like the, the Sam Burns trajectory. And he's really hit a rough patch. I used to bet Sam, Doc Redman every week. I mean, that, that was only like a few months ago that I stopped. <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately it, for me. But yeah, like, I, I mean, he had a really good amateur career. I mean, he's not, he's not, um, he's not great, like off the tee. Like he's not big or anything, but like his irons used to just get going. And um, it always, so, I mean, he came very close to shipping a couple events. Like, so I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, I mean, when I look down here, his name definitely stands out. I, like you said, you don't have to play guys down here, but I know a lot of people just firing a, a million events. I mean, if, or a million lineups, and that's obviously, you know, we're talking about the mass entry events, which is fine to do. So if you're mixing in players down here, I mean, Redmond, Harry Hall, Naughty, I don't hate that. I guess don't love it either, but. Those would probably be the three players. Scott Harrington, has he done anything like Harrington popped up? That's semi-interesting. But um, 
Our guy Echeverria is back too. That's of course. Cool. I I'd go he... Callum Taron. I'd throw his hat in the ring. Sixty-five. Yeah, fair he's... enough. But yeah, to your to your Redmond point, I mean, you know, he's he's still a very talented player. He'll probably get it together at some point, but not not the greatest profile course for him. Um, you could certainly catch lightning in a bottle though. Last question before we bounce on out of here. Who's Ben Kern? Don't play him. I just want to know. Do you know who that is? Never seen that name before. I mean, I'll throw it right back at you. And who, who's Lucas Euler? Uh, yeah, that's that's for next next week's show. Friends, I think we've done it. We've gone through these plays. Again, if you have more questions, at the Fantasy Grind, at Jazz DFS, get involved. Take advantage of one of those offers so you get the month of stochastic or the two months for bet MGM, then you can use those tools. You hop in discord, you say what's up and you become part of the community. That is what it's all about. I just want to thank you guys as always sticking with us through the swing season and whatnot. I know there's no NBA. I know there's no NHL. No, that is a lie. No NFL NHL is coming up right now. Two o'clock. We've got the NHL strategy show. Josh Harris. Is it possible that Jake Harry is on the show? I actually have to watch this to find out now. And Cliffy, of course, as well. So, friends, we're going to bounce that out of here. Make room for them. Good luck, everyone. Enjoy the event. Thanks to Tyler behind the glass. Been with them all morning doing shows. We hope you enjoyed each and every one of them here at Stochastic. Good luck. Enjoy. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions. And yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each. You'll buy it once and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. You probably know the feeling. Sweaty, fast breathing, quick heart rate. That's a cortisol spike. It feels awful and its imbalance is the cause of your anxiety. Rebalance Health's three-part anxiety system helps address it at the root. Rebalance Health lozenges are natural and designed for optimal absorption, providing 24-hour relief. Live life fully without feeling like you're fighting for it. Get 50% off your first month with code CALM23 at rebalancehealth.com.